Welcome to the Basement Astrologers, coming to you live from the middle of the Middle West and the beautiful Pacific Northwest. This is a special mini-episode where Meredith and I will both be taking turns tackling specific pieces of astrological lore. I'll do a section, then she'll do a section, or she'll do a section, then I'll do a section. The goal is to have little educational snippets for people who might be new to the subject. We hope you enjoy our effort. Hello everyone, this is Meredith of Earthling Astrology here to report on the zodiac sign of Cancer. And full disclaimer, I am a sun sign Capricorn, and as I've mentioned, every sign has its polar opposite sign. The opposite sign of Cancer is Capricorn, and I have zero Cancer energy in my chart. In all honesty, Cancer has baffled me. <laughs> um, but I'm going to do my best uh, to report on what I've learned about cancer the last couple years that I've been studying astrology. And um, I said I had no cancer energy, but it's interesting to me that my symbol for spouse and that symbol that I use in the chart is Juno, J-U-N-O. My symbol for spouse is in cancer. So my husband has taught me a lot about the cancer energy, which I'm going to report on now. So as I talk about it, know that I've learned a lot from him, um, and he kind of takes on that role in our relationship, and that balances out my uh, a little bit chillier Capricorn vibe. So here I go, reporting on Cancer. Cancer is a cardinal water sign. So all of the cardinal signs start a season. Uh, we start the summer solstice with Cancer. If you were born between approximately June 21st and July 22nd, you are most likely a Cancer. But remember, we are born on a globe, depending on who you ask. So we are every sign. That's why I love astrology. If you start complaining about a sign or bitching about a sign, well, hey, guess what? You are that sign too. So that is a part of yourself that you're repressing or ignoring or not working on. So when you start complaining about someone who's whatever sign you pick, you're complaining about a part of yourself. <laughs> there is my uh, spiritual guru-ness for this cancer episode. So uh, water sign, uh, again, compassionate, empathetic, caring, nurturing, another, um, the first of uh, uh, one of the more psychic signs. Um, you've heard me talk about Natalie Fowler. She is a cancer and we have a lovely balance of our relationship. I'm the Capricorn, she's the Cancer, and we just immediately got along, uh, which I love. She, we, we've met in the middle of that polarity, which is a very, very special relationship. Um, some positive keywords about Cancer energy. Intuitive, protective, nurturing, empathetic, compassionate, um, imaginative. Some negative keywords moody. We all know cancer. Uh, the symbol is the crab. So they get some a bad reputation of being crabby sometimes. Uh, overly sensitive, withdrawn, insecure, um, and an inability to forgive past hurts. Um, what I know about cancer is they are the mother energy of the zodiac. They are ruled by the moon. Um, so what I can imagine, if you have a lot of cancer energy in your chart, you might feel like you're that mother bear, always on guard, always on edge, thinking if you turn your head for a second, a vulture is going to come and grab your cub. Um, that's how I think of cancer energy. It's just always protecting, always like family oriented. Um, I use my wall example uh, of how, you know, cancer would deal with a wall. And one of the jokes about cancer is, so a crab, right? They don't walk straight. They walk kind of funnily, sometimes sideways. They kind of have this weird sideways walk. And sometimes a person with a lot of cancer energy won't give it to you straight. 
I'm going to use my mom as an example. Sorry, mom. <laughs> She's a cancer. And my whole life, she'd be like, oh, your aunt thought you did a really good job on this or somebody else thought this about you. But she would never tell me what she thought about me herself. That was just kind of her way of not giving it to me straight. Um, so I think a cancer uh, or someone with a lot of or cancer was a bean would walk sideways over the wall unless their child was hurt or crying on the other side of that wall and they would display superhuman strength and destroy the wall and get through it with superhuman powers. That is what I'm going to say about the wall and cancer. Um, it's funny that Capricorns are the polarity because a lot of Capricorns are business owners and they are kind of the mother energy, the nurturing energy in business, while Cancer is more the nurturing energy at home. And that's another polarity in the chart that we can talk about um, later because in my opinion, and some schools of thought have Cancer ruling the fourth house, which I use, and Capricorn ruling the 10th house, which is your public reputation, your status in the world, and Cancer is more associated with the bottom of the chart, home, family, roots, that sort of thing. So, <sighs> ruled by the moon, again, I am using 2019 to become friends with the moon. And the moon in your chart will symbolize this emotional piece of yourself. Um, it also symbolizes your own mother. So look to your moon sign for clues and more information about your own mother. And um, it's been really helpful to me to learn astrology and learn more about myself and my relationship with mother energy. Uh, I don't have a lot of it since, I, like I said, I don't have a lot of cancer in my chart. I don't have any kids, never really wanted kids. Um, because Capricorn is the father energy. So it's the opposite sign of cancer. And they have to become a team and meet in the middle, or else I guess humanity literally will not survive. Um, so cancer is, since it's ruled by the moon, is associated with fertility. Um, if you have a lot of cancer in your chart, you're going through a progressed moon in cancer. Again, progressions can be another mini pod, but know that's an extra fertile period for you. Um, if you have a lot of energy in the fourth house, which is the kind of midnight part of the chart, I call it the basement of the chart, you're going to act a little bit like a cancer. It's the more introverted energy. It wants to stay home and be cozy and put on comfy pajamas like your mom made you feel good. Um, that is cancer energy. Uh, cancer has the symbol of, it kind of looks like a six and a nine laying on top of each other. They are a sign that wants you know, an equal give and take. But when cancer, cancer is nurturing you, they are actually being nurtured themselves by you. Um, for example, taking care of an infant is a lot of work, but that infant can bring you, nurture you because they are smiling at you. They're giving you a reaction. Um, that's cancer stuff. They love it. Um, kind of nurtured and being nurtured at the same time. So some famous examples um, again, cancer, I consider a more introverted sign, not really after the fame and fortune, I would guess. So harder for me to find examples um, of celebrities that have a lot of cancer energy, but Meryl Streep has a sun sign cancer. And I always pick people I don't know much about, but I think of Meryl Streep as kind of like the mom of Hollywood. She seems to win a lot of awards. Everybody loves her. She seems to take care of herself and other people. Um, she just kind of has that reputation in my eyes. Another cancer, a male cancer, sun sign cancer, is Randy Jackson. He was on the show American Idol, and I honestly have no clue if that show is still on, but he was the only nice 
compassionate judge on the panel. Um, that show got good ratings because that other guy was kind of mean to people, but Randy always had a big heart. Um, he was always giving people some good advice, try, being very aware of hurting their feelings, and that is, again, cancer territory. Another famous cancer is J.J. Abrams. I have to pick some sci-fi people. Uh, he does all these shows with aliens and look up J.J. Abrams' show. He's super world famous. Um, he does lots of stuff and he always features female leads, which I think is great. Again, cancer is more historically female energy, mother energy, and J.J. Abrams is really good about putting strong female characters in his awesome sci-fi alien shows. So <laughs> that is my take on cancer. Again, I usually do a really short thing. I have trouble talking to myself for longer than 10 minutes. Um, uh, we like doing these pods. Again, we'll report back next time with Leo. But if you have any ideas for little mini pods that we can provide you with more perspective on, please email Kip and myself. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Again, this is Meredith with Earthly Astrology. You can find my website at earthlynastrology.com or email me at meredith at earthlynastrology.com. Thank you. Welcome to my half of the Cancer Minipod for the Basement Astrologers. My name is Kip from Udomania Astrology, and I am coming to you live from the beautiful Pacific Northwest in Puyallup, Washington. Cancer is the fourth sign of the zodiac. With the tropical zodiac, cancer season begins when the sun moves from the sign of Gemini to the sign of Cancer. This happens every year around the 20th of June. Cancer season ends each year when the sun enters Leo around the 20th of July. The sun marks the beginning and the end of cancer season in the tropical zodiac. As a reminder, that means that with the tropical zodiac used in Western astrology, the constellation Cancer has no bearing on the signifiers of the sign Cancer. When discussing the signifiers of a sign, I'm always going to start with the sign's ruling planet. I think that understanding the symbolism of the ruling planet is the best way to grasp the signifiers of the sign. My explanation of the signs is going to be focused on their general symbolism as opposed to how a sign may express itself in a person's nativity or day-to-day -day life. It also helps contrast my presentation with Meredith's, which hopefully helps you take more away from the podcast. So we begin with the moon, the mother. The moon is not a true planet. She circles the earth every 28 days and is the foundation of many astrological traditions. In fact, 28 days is really close to a month or a month where that term originally came from. Traditionally, the moon first and foremost signified people or the people. The moon also strongly symbolizes biological life, including the cyclical process of life, birth, growth, decay, change, variability, and inconsistency. As you can see each month, the moon goes from new, then to quarter, then to full, then to waning quarter, and then new again. We see that cycle of life. When dignified, the moon represents kindness, love of liberty, novelty, adaptability, and the ability to learn a new task. When debilitated, the moon can signify the drifter, inactive lazy people, the lunatic, and the drunk. The body parts represented by the moon include the chest and breasts. Traditionally, the moon signified people's appearance, generally. 
I find that prominent moon placements often show up in round faces, full figures, light skin, and abundant hair. In mundane astrology, the moon represents places like fountains, springs, streams, swimming pools, and lakes, and occupations like sailors, fisher people, bartenders, delivery workers, taxi drivers, hunters, millers, as well as healers like midwives and nurses. The moon is a sect light, but it's also the only planet, in air quotes, that doesn't produce its own light. Instead, the moon is visible because it reflects the light of the sun. In fact, the more of the sun's light that the moon reflects, the more visible she is. Following this theme, the moon is receptive, and like all receptive organs, the moon is sensitive. The moon signifies an individual's interior life, emotions, the soul, all parts of life that people have a tendency to protect and keep safe. The idea of receiving reflected light mirrors some of the significations of the moon as nurturing, taking from the world and providing or nursing to those in care. This also provides shades of how the moon is applied in traditional Western magical practices. The moon makes the energy of a luminary, a star or planet, available. All you have to do is wait for the moon to conjoin the celestial object of your choice and voila! Well, that and about 30 other things, but you get the idea. That brings us to Cancer. Cancer is a cardinal female water sign represented by the crab. Cardinal, first sign of the season, energy that's initiating and forward moving. Water, emotional and moving. Female, inward focused energy. When we apply the moon to Cancer, we get keywords like nurturer, protector, healer, Hearth guardian. Taurus is the sign of the moon's exaltation. We can learn about Cancer, the moon's domicile, by comparing Cancer to the moon's favorite place to be. Taurus is fixed earth and feminine, ruled by Venus. So fixed, Taurus holds in place. Earth, Taurus is sensual, something you can hold in your hand. And female, Taurus is also an inward focused energy. With Taurus's sign of Venus, we get nurturing, but we get nurturing through sensation, through providing others or yourselves with things that feel good and taste good. With Cancer, we get nurturing, but we get nurturing with compassion and empathy and emotional giving. We find out what people need by understanding what they desire. Perhaps the clearest picture we can draw of Cancer is to look at Cancer's opposite sign, which is Capricorn. Capricorn is cardinal, earth, and female, and it's ruled by the sign of Saturn. So what we have here is we have the nurturer, Cancer, and the structure builder, Capricorn. The moon moves through signs faster than any other celestial body. Like we were saying, Luna visits each sign once a month, spending a little more than two days in each. Saturn, on the other hand, moves through the zodiac at the slowest rate of any of the traditional planets, and Saturn rules Capricorn, the opposite sign. In fact, Capricorn spends just a little more than two years in each sign and takes 30 years to go all the way through the zodiac. Put simply, the moon needs Saturn or Capricorn's stability to function, to not be too moody. Heck, the crab 
carries a Saturnian barrier around with it all the time in the form of a shell. Whereas Capricorn really needs Cancer's emotional resonance. Otherwise, the drive to build and produce comes without purpose. All math, no philosophy. All rhythm, no blues. All beautiful mansion and no family to fill it with love. Cancer, the first sign of summer, is marked by the summer solstice. Chicks learn to fly. Gardens begin to thrive. And all of our senses are engaged. Cancer is summer, synonymous with family vacations, festivals, camp, canoe trips, swimming pools and beaches. These are the times that nurture us and give us room to grow. Ruled by the moon, the crab is receptive. Like all receptive organs, cancer is tender. So the crab develops a tough shell to protect itself and those in its care, aiding to nourish, grow, and feel. So now that you have my little vignette on cancer, I also tried my best to limit the charts. I think I got a little overwhelmed when I went through Gemini. So I chose some celebrities that I thought most people would recognize with cancer. We're going to focus closely on the moon sign of each chart. I think we'll find that the moon sign offers even more color to these cancer examples than we see in every chart. I think we'll also find that for the most part, these are celebrities who most people would feel like they know. Many may even feel comfortable enough walking up to one in an airport and saying hi. Also, for the most part, these are examples of performers who represent the people. These aren't Shakespearean actors. These are performers that represent or attract humanity at its plainest sense. All right, first we have Robin Williams. Robin Williams was born 721 in 1951. So July 21st, 1951 at 1.34 p.m. in Chicago, Illinois. Robin Williams has the moon in Pisces and we see this deep, expressive, emotional, inner core of Robin in a lot of his acting. Robin has the sun in Cancer, and its co-presence with a Mars-Uranus conjunction is really apparent. In Robin's early career, what stood out was this Mars-Uranus frenetic energy. He could rift extemporaneously, nonstop, and it, that was really a lot of what his comedy routine was. When he really became famous, though, was when he moved on from this frenetic energy and followed his mood, moon into the broad emotional waters of Pisces. And he took on emotionally present roles like those we see in Good Morning Vietnam, Goodwill Hunting, and Patch Adams. When Robin really exposed the emotional core that most people could connect with. Now we have Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, the famous comedic actor, was born July 16, 1967, at 10.09 a.m. in Newport Beach, California. Will Ferrell has his moon in Scorpio conjoined Neptune. We see this spacey, far-out, goofy character who, also, who often has these kind of vital flaws. Uh, and we see that fallen moon in Scorpio, and we see really that the nebulous Neptune. And we find a lot of these types of characteristics in some of the classic comedies that Farrell is most known for, such as 
old school, Talladega Knights, an anchorman, these flawed everyday people who go through life in these little spaced out ways, one off from the rest of the population. Then we have Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was born on July 6th, 1979 at 10.13 a.m. in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Kevin Hart is a famous comedian and he has his moon in Sagittarius. If you know Kevin Hart at all, the idea that Kevin Hart is a cancer ruled by a moon in Sagittarius should make really no surprise. He is larger than life when he's out on the stage. Even though he's a diminutive person, he's constantly mugging for the camera. He's constantly over-exaggerating things. You can really see that Saturn ruled or that Jupiter ruled Sagittarius uh, playing out with his over-the-top reactions and his physical comedy. Then we move to Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was born July 9th, 1956 at 11.17 a.m. in Concord, California. Tom Hanks has his moon in Leo. Now, Leo being the one who wants the spotlight isn't exactly, um, doesn't exactly vibe directly with Cancer, right? Because Cancer is ruled by the moon, Leo the sun. And even though the sun and the moon dance their dance, they're really separate beings. But with Tom Hanks, we can really see a guy who became a leading man in a lot of romantic comedies where he played this emotionally resident individual who was funny, uh, but also was a good dad and was going to be a good husband. Really an everyman type character. He's now one of the most famous actors ever to live. Moving on, we have Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep was born June 22nd, 1949 at 8.05 a.m. in Summit, New Jersey. Meryl has the moon exalted in the 10th house in the sign of Taurus. Now, Meryl Streep may be the greatest actor ever to live. She's certainly one of the greatest alive right now. And to see that she has her son in cancer and that it's ruled by the moon exalted in the 10th house of career, so the moon in its happiest place, in the place of the chart where the native is most visible to the world makes a ton of sense. What a good omen for someone who wants to be famous. The sun is conjoined Uranus, co-present with Venus in Cancer. So we have someone who's going to be outside the box, someone struck by a bolt of lightning and may shift careers. And we can see she's played an incredible array of characters through her career. Now, Miss Street might not be an every woman like the rest of the people on this list. I mean, just note the myriad of Oscars littering her house. However, her most noted performances represent people at their most emotionally authentic. Examples like The Deer Hunter, Kramer vs. Kramer, where she plays someone going through a divorce, one of the very first depictions of that uh, in modern cinema. Sophie's Choice, where she had to choose between the life of her child. And then we have the Bridges of Madison County, an emotionally wrought romance uh, between two aging people in the Midwest. She was also nominated for Best Actress for her portrayal of Julia Child in Julia Julia. Julia Child is an incredibly famous chef. Now, portraying a famous chef who taught millions to prepare nourishing food for their families, that's a pretty Cancerian. Finally, we get to one of my favorites of all time, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain was born June 25th, 1956 at 8.35 a.m. in New York. Um, the rest of the examples are all double-A charts. This is an A chart. We actually, since uh, Mr. Bourdain's um, horrific passing, we got, it looks like we got some better birth information on him. 
Anthony Bourdain was born with the moon in its depression in Capricorn and the sun in Cancer. Now, the moon in Capricorn can be emotionally tough, and that makes a lot of sense with Mr. Bourdain, the, the hard scrabble chef who uh, had a history of drug abuse. Um, but he was also an incredibly hard worker. He built himself up from the ground level as a chef in New York City. His shows really took the everyman from New York, the guy who really cooked in a kitchen, and he was able to travel the world trying cuisines and bringing you into famous places to eat as a guy who knew food, but also a guy who was from the back of the house, not the front of the house. His uh, most famous works were Kitchen Confidential, which was a book and a TV series, A Cook's Tour, which was an initial documentary that then became the show most people know him for, No Reservations, which played for several years. Now, as you see in Tony's chart, he had the moon in Capricorn and the sun in Cancer. He was a full moon. He was a completed incarnation. His passing took place when Mars was on the moon's south node. So Mars heating up that place where the moon can exit the world, where that lunar energy can get sucked away. It was an awful event, but I think Mr. Bourdain of all of these individuals shows that every man aspect um, of, of ca cancer uh, and really is a great example of the energies we find when we find cancer. Thank you very much for listening to my presentation and I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this special episode of The Basement Astrologers. We hope you enjoyed this short educational clip from Kip and myself. Please email us at thebasementastrologers at gmail.com if there's any astrology topic that you'd like me and Kip to tackle and we will try and put out an episode in the future. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And also please find July Fighter on any music streaming service. We'd like to thank July Fighter for our opening and closing music. Good night, Earthlings. <laughs>